Today is a special day. I'm aware that the team of this chapel has been living by every word of God. Taken from Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. We all know that story very well. But today, we are going to consider a topic that is very appropriate. Not only for today, but it is a relevant topic for you and I as children of God. Living by every word of God. But the topic says, He sent His word and healed them. Taking from Psalm 107. I want us to read, that's verse 20, but I want us to read from verse 17. I'm using the Living Bible. I know that King James Version of that verse 20 says, He sent His word and healed them. But look at what my translation says, Living Bible. I want to read from verse 17. Others, the fools, we are ill because of their sinful ways. Their appetites we are gone, and death was near. This is very descriptive of terminal illness. You know when somebody is in terminal illness. This is example exactly the picture. Appetites gone, and death was near. Look at verse nineteen. Then. They cried unto the Lord in their troubles, and he helped them and delivered them. Now look at verse 20. That is the focus. My translation says, he spoke and they were healed. Snatched from the door of death. I want to look at other translations of this verse. There is this New Jerusalem Bible. It says, He sent out His word and cured them. The Message Bible by Eugene Patterson. He spoke the word that healed you. Then, good news says, He healed them with His command. It's very important we bring out this translation. If you read the Hebrew Bible, there's a way He said it too. Talked about easy posy. That is as if His word is sent as a messenger. That's the topic we are considering today. I say this topic is relevant for every child of God. Now, I have, I know that when sermons go on like this, two things can happen. Some people can listen to the end of the sermon. But others along the line, their minds will wander off and sleep off. So, I normally ask the Lord each time I prepare a message, please give me one sentence that you want as a summary of the message so that 
before they sleep off, at least somebody can hold that message on. And remember it, that this is the message from God for that day. And look at what was laid in my heart. I want to read it out. It is true that every sickness will obey God's word. But you too must trust and obey the word that brings about the healing. I repeat. It is true that every sickness will obey God's word. But you too must trust and obey the word that will bring about the healing. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he shares on our way. When we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with them who will trust and obey. Tell your neighbor, trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and I hope you believe it. I say trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and that's sacred songs and solos number six four two. So, this song should remind you of this summary of the message today. I want us to read two scenarios in the Bible and study it and I will end the message. Two scenarios that paint the picture of where we have just read today in Psalm 107 verse 20. One is in the Old Testament. The other one is in the New Testament. But all of them, they are describing people that have terminal illness. People that are we are at the point of death. I, I saw the drama that the students show today. They are trying to pass across a message that there is no sickness that the word of God cannot heal. And that is the message today. And it was, is in line with what God just gave me that I share with you as a summary of the message. So I was happy with that drama presentation. The spirit of God is working together. Presenting a single message for today. So I don't know what you will get and take home. Case number one. Second Kings. You know it's a very popular story. Second Kings chapter 20 from verse 1 to 11. A king in Israel by name Hezekiah. We know that story very well. In verse 1, my own translation says he was deathly sick. 
Those who are doctors understand the meaning. Terminal illness. You can paint any picture in your mind what it is. I don't know what it is. But along the line in the story, something was revealed that was his problem. But what happened? We are going to look at it. What transpired and the lessons we can get from it. And then the second one scenario is in the New Testament. Taking from Matthew chapter 8. I love the account of Matthew. Because Luke, a medical doctor, gave his own account in chapter 7. But I want us to look at the one given by Matthew. Chapter 8 from verse 5 to 13. And what was that account? The young servant of the centurion. How do I know he had terminal illness? The Bible recorded that he was paralyzed. I don't know whether he was called the plagia. But you know, he said, the Bible said he was paralyzed and in pains. My living Bible say, or one translation, I don't know whether it's the living Bible say, he racked, racked in pains. You can imagine that description. Somebody paralyzed and at the same time in pains. These are the two scenarios. But, I want to bring out a pattern in these two stories. And we are going to compare and contrast. And learn the lessons there. Remember the topic? He sent his word and God with what? Healed them. That's the topic. Now, number one pattern I saw there. They heard and obeyed God's word. That's number one. Number two. They looked unto the living word, Jesus. Number three, they took God-guided actions, whether in the natural or in the supernatural. Hallelujah. Three things, pattern I saw there. Now, we are going to see them as we compare and contrast these two stories. Number one, Hezekiah. A king you can imagine I don't know who to compare but you know kings can be sick in Nigeria there was a time two times the pre, two presidents of this country became sick unto death did, not, did they not die? they died so that you are a king you, it does not remove sickness from you it's a way God is trying to show that we are all mortals and so this king one peculiar thing about him was righteous. Had a good record. And yet, he became sick, terminally ill. And the word of the Lord came through a prophet, Isaiah. And what was the word? The word, you are going to die. He says, make amends, or rather, look, take, stock, take stock of your life. You are going to die. That's Second Kings chapter 20. Just be looking at it from verse 1 down. You see? The stage by stage conversation. How the word of the Lord came. And what happened? Merely the king heard it. The Bible recorded that he was provoked to cry. They say he faced the wall and cried. You can imagine a king crying. 
<laughs> it is a news. Oh. The other day, the governor went to Nimbu community to visit the people that were slaughtered by Fulani herdsmen. And he wept. That was the news. People, for, the newsmen forgot any other thing. But the one that they reported was that the governor wept. For a king to weep, he cried. I said, God, remember my record. I kept my hands straight. Please, heal me. Hey, and this same God sent a word through the same prophet. Go back. Tell Hezekiah, I have seen your tears. God sees tears though. I don't know what you are passing through. God bottles tears and looks at it. If you doubt it, ask Hannah in First Samuel chapter 1. Verse 10 recorded that Hannah wept bitterly. I don't know what you are passing through. You can weep. God did not forget that weeping. By Hezekiah. So he sent another word. Look, go back. I'm not only going to heal you, I'm going to add 15 more years to your life. Now, look at the way the, healing, the word came. The word came through the prophet, but it was to apply a natural something. And what was it? Poultice of fix or paste. Of dry figs. Apply to the boil. The narrative was when I. The Bible gave an insight again. Of what was the sickness. You see it was a boil. For those who are doctors. I'm beginning to wonder what will be going through their mind. What type of boil is this? Because you know what boil is. I don't know whether it's a tumor. I don't know. But I know the Bible described as a boil. And when the word, do you know the word that came to the prophet? Apply a poultice or fix. Natural means of healing. And he will recover. Do you know that the king doubted it? He doubted it. He said, give me a sign that this is from the Lord. This looks so simple. Applying a paste of dry fix. How can it be? We always want to straight jacket God. God must walk in this way. In what we are going to see, comparing Hezekiah and the centurion servant, you can see God walked in two ways. One was a natural way. Natural means. The other one was supernatural. I want to recount to you another story in the New Test- Old Testament. Where God walked through a natural means. It wasn't the way the word of God came that they expected. Do you remember Naaman? Oh yes. The king, the chief of staff, army staff of the Syrian army. Today you can compare him to um, Oloni Shaki. Oloni Shaki, that's the chief of defense staff. Became sick. And you can imagine he flew all the way from Abuja. He heard that in this chapel of his restoration, that there is a healing ministry operated by Venerable Prof. C.K. And siren was blowing. Just over there. You know how they move in their, in their convoy. 
Very intimidating. The man came with all soldiers and uh, Reverend Dr. Zuike immediately rushed to the, that place and saw the intimidating retinue of security men. Who are they accompanying? The chief of defense staff. The man flew all the way from Abuja for healing. And Venerable Fazilke was in the vestry there, meditating over the word of God. And the word the Lord sent was, Go and tell him to wash in River Akuke. He didn't come out, though. He was there in the uh, vestry. And uh, Reverend Dr. Zubike was so worried. His legs were wobbling. He came to Chief of Defense Staff. Look, oh, look at what I was told. My master says you should go to one river in Enugu called Akuke River and just dip yourself seven times. The man said, What? What nonsense? Rubbish. He looked at his rubbish. I, you know what you told me? I've been watching healing services in the television. I watch a manual television. I see how this man does his healing. And he, I came all the way from Abuja to come here. And all I expected, I thought he was going to come out. First of all, greet me, salute me, and come organize a healing service in this church. And I thought he was coming to come over me and wave his hands over my leprosy. Do some man say. He went back to Sami, uh, Reverend, Reverend, Reverend Prof. Reverend Prof said, God said it, and I believe it. Thou said to it, God said it, and I believe it. Thou said it, and he went back to the man. That is the word of the Lord for you. Go and wash at River Akuke seven times. So the man could no longer argue. His lieutenants, maybe the ADC and the other soldiers. Oga, it should be you travel all the way from Abuja. This thing may be a wasted trip. Why don't you obey the word of God? Just go to that place. And the man tried it. After the seventh time, you know what happened? The leprosy went away. Do you know the man's declaration? That was why I knew. That whenever God sends his word to bring about a healing, it is to glorify him, not man. What we see today in our generation is men of God that are trying to glorify themselves. And that's why they organize, I call it, Anyanzu type of healing. Did Anyanzu type of healing. You know how they do their own healing. They do some amansi around you. Amansiology. You know how they do that. I mean, just watch the Dibyanians, how they do their own. All of them is to bring attention to themselves. Do you know what that man said, Naaman? He said, Now I believe that the God of Israel is truly God all over the earth. That healing process has brought what? Honor to God. 
Because a man of God, a prophet, decided to stand by the word and said, this is the prophetic word of healing. And I believe it. He has said it and it will happen. And it happened. Brethren, do you know the mistake we make in our generation? The mistake we make is that we want to straitjacket God in the way he will heal you. Don't make that mistake. God has a specific pathway for healing for everybody. But God will send his word. Look at this man in John chapter 9. You remember that man, that blind man. Born blind, congenital blindness. Look at what the master told him. First of all, he made a paste of clay and applied. It looks so foolish. Applied to the man's eyes and said, Go and do what? Wash at the pool of Siloam. And the man obeyed and started seeing. So, can you see? Healing in a natural means. Now, look at healing in the supernatural means. And that is the other case study. Centurion servant. Let's look at it and learn some lessons there. The Bible recorded that that is this, uh, the account of Matthew. That a centurion he commands about 100 soldiers. A commander. Can you see? Commander in the other one in the Old Testament. Now, this is another commander. But this one, it was his servant that was sick. And he came. Look at the principle again. He looked unto Jesus, the living word, that is the one that is going to bring healing. And he came to Jesus and reported. Jesus gave the word. I will come and heal him. It was a promise. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing, I was standing in the promises of God. The man may not have sung this song, but his action betrayed it. Now, what happened? Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And look at this man. Do you know what he said? Do not come. Just say the word. I didn't know that the word of God can be a remote control. Do you know that's what the man believed? That the word of God can be a remote control. That means you can speak just like a remote. It will go and do what? Carry out the work. You know, if you are reading the Bible about 100 years ago, as some of you may still be believing, you say it is not possible. Because your mind is fixated in the natural. It is not possible. There was this phone I had, Blackberry. I don't know the bold what. Some of you may still have it. One day my eyes were opened. A friend came and told me, do you know you have so many features in this phone which you are not using? I told him what? He said, okay, come, I will show you. Now, call John or Keke. Say John or Keke. The phone will call John or Keke for you. I say how? By the word of my mouth, it is not possible. 
He said, speak. And I brought my phone. There is a John Okeke in the contact list. And I say, call John Okeke. And the phone, a female voice came from the phone. Do you mean John Okeke? <laughs> I don't know whether you have that phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> smartphone. You know these smartphones are wonderful. I don't know whether you have it. They have God. That is that was the day I knew that the God of science, the God of technology. You know, He in His Word, He has told us ahead of time things that are possible, and we doubted it. Professor Uzo Ezegu is here. Some people will read. The, um, the virgin bed and say it's not possible. But go and meet Uzo today. He will tell you what technology is doing. About a woman that can carry a baby that she has not contributed to. You know, <laughs> you know, these things, the story in the Bible, some of you, in those hundred years ago, when you read it, you look so, it's not possible. But go and ask the medical scientist and tell you it is possible. Technologically. So that's what we are discussing today. I saw what that day I called, said, call John Okeke. And the phone really called John Okeke. I saw John Okeke appearing on the screen. John Okeke. And the thing was ringing John Okeke. Just by the word of my mouth. So, so you can see that this man, the centurion, had him an amazing faith. An amazing trust in God. That was why the Bible said Jesus was amazed. Just look at the word. If you read the Bible, I think it's very rare to see where the Son, the Son of God, the Lord of the universe, it is recorded that he was amazed. And I asked myself, why did the Master got amazed? And, you know, he was amazed and he turned and spoke. He spoke to the people following him. He said, never in Israel have I seen such a faith. He now began to talk that many people will come from the Gentile world and sit with three patriarchs. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I said, why did the Lord mention these three patriarchs? The Spirit of God reminded me, read Hebrews chapter 11, the heroes of faith. And I said, let me know whether these people are written in the, Hebrew, in, the, in the list of the heroes of faith. And I went there and behold, these people were written there sequentially. So the master knew what he was talking about. He was trying to teach us about the life of faith. Somebody described faith as an acronym. Fantastic adventure in trusting him. Trusting Jesus. Trusting. It's an adventure. Fantastic adventure. In trusting him. That was what the man, that centurion, actually did. Say, Master, just speak the word. You don't need to come. I believe in the remote control power of your word. Just say, My servant will be healed. And my servant will be healed. And the master equally says so. And what happened? The servant got healed. Bible say, That very hour. Brethren, I want to give you again three principles that I am seeing here before we continue further comparison. One, God has a specific pathway or word 
God for your healing. Don't compare yourself with anybody. That is a mistake we make. Sometimes we don't believe again in the sovereignty of God. God is sovereign when it comes to healing. He decides the pathway. He decides the way you will get healed. But when he sends that word, that word will surely accomplish what he said it will accomplish. His word must surely come to pass. He will never, never. My God is not a man. His word must surely come to pass. He will never, never lie. Jehovah, Jehovah. Do you know the meaning of Jehovah? Jehovah is the covenant keeping God. God is bound by covenant to keep his promises. He is bound by it. He says, I watch over my word to do what? To perform it. Do you know what is written in the scripture? Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12. I watch over my word to do what? To perform it. Read it in King James Version. You will see it like that. Again he says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. The word of God is quick and what? Powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. I love one translation. That's the message. It says sharper than the scalpel. Scalpel of the surgeon. Hey. <laughs> no name of operation here. Doctors who operate here, they know what I'm talking about. Sharper than the surgeon's scalpel. Cutting through barriers. That's the way they, that translation, I think the message Bible. Cutting through barriers. And so, brethren, second principle, pray and seek God for that word or pathway. Pray and seek God for that word or pathway. Then number three, God can use the natural or supernatural for your healing. There is this Christian doctor in America. He has written a book. The title is The Doctor and the Word. The man has actually had a program in TBN ministry on the same topic, the doctor and his word. Minister to thousands of years. And I, I have that his book and I read one testimony he gave about a woman that came to his clinic with diverse symptoms. You know the type, these herbalists mentioned over the radio. Internal heat. Crawling sensation in the body. And they say it is called by staff. No, that's what they will always tell you. It is called by staff. Uh, all manner of funny sensations. But it was so real to the woman. And so this woman came to this doctor. The difference in this doctor is that he's a Christian doctor. Many of you are medical students. You are going to become doctors very soon. And I'm sure some of you or most of you belong to CMDA, student wing. And you believe in the vision. Caring for the what? Total man. Listen to this story. So this man, this doctor, Dr. Cherry. This man was in the clinic. With those myriad of symptoms. He didn't know where to begin. You know, when, when somebody has gone to other doctors and come to you, 
Sometimes you don't know where to begin. You mean that all my colleagues, they wasted all their time. <laughs> and the one I go to specialist, a cardiologist, because sometimes you complain of chest pain. So this Dr. Cherry didn't know where to begin. He said he decided to run as usual like a doctor would do. Carry out his own examination and run his own tests. And along the line, the Spirit of God told him, stop. Ask this woman about his, her marital life. You know, when we are clerking patients, we always, always ask family and social history. Are you married? Yes, we write it down. How many children? Ten children. We write it down. That's all. The Spirit of God said, go beyond that. Ask her about her marital life. And do you know what? This woman said one day he went with the husband to a function. Either to a gym. And all of a sudden the man left him and started gallivanting with some other women that were there. And she now formed the notion in her mind that this man is having extramarital affairs. And subsequent stories that came to her alluded to that fact and that notion. So she believed that the husband is involved in extramarital affairs. And the thing worried her. She was depressed. Do you know that was the cause of this woman's problem? All these bodily symptoms. <laughs> the Spirit of God just revealed it to that doctor. And the doctor now asked her that question. What is your marital life like? And she just revealed these things I've just said. That was the beginning of the healing that came to her. Prayers that we have said, held her hand in prayer, and subsequent appointments showed that the symptoms began to leave gradually. Gradually. Until the woman was free. This was something that she had done several tests. Medical investigations. But because somebody chose to listen to God. For a healing pathway. And the spirit of God mediated that pathway. That said, look. Tackle the marital life of this man. Of this woman. And that was it. Hallelujah. My word shall not return to me void, says the Lord God in Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. It will accomplish that for which I will send it. I want to assure you, my brethren, there are so many scriptures for healing. I'm going to end very soon. But let, let, me, let us look back at the life of this centurion. And I'm going to end there. And as I'm looking into that life, what he did, I want to challenge you. I don't know what you are passing through. The centurion took an unusual action. That unusual action, a Gentile was to tell the master, don't come to my house, speak the word. I believe you are the Lord of the universe. Every knee must bow to you, including the sickness of my servant.
He had an unusual faith. Brethren, God expects that from you and I. Whenever you have a problem in your life, it may not be sickness, it may be any other thing, but today we are talking about healing. Unless you are provoked spiritually, God may not send that word to you. Do you know why Jesus had to accede to the man's request? We have already said it. How he displayed unusual faith in the Lord of the universe. How he provoked the Lord to action by his unusual action. And what did he do? Now, let's go to that scripture, Matthew 8. You see what the master did after that. You now see that the Lord was really provoked by this man. After that healing, there's another healing that was recorded. And that healing was the mother-in-law of Peter. I hope you remember the story. The Bible recorded that she had fever. And the healing method changed. The master went and touched. But the centurion's servant, the master, did he touch? He did not. No contact. But in this one, the Bible recorded after that healing, spectacular healing, he went to the Peter's mother and healed. He, he touched the woman and fever left. He didn't speak. He touched. And the Bible recorded again that several people that were demon possessed and were sick, they now came to Jesus. And what happened? In diverse ways, he healed them. And look at what Matthew recorded. That this was in fulfillment of what prophet Isaiah wrote. That he did what? He bore... Yeah, he took our infirmities. He took our disease upon himself. A fulfillment of prophecy. Of prophet Isaiah. But why am I particular about the centurion? I am particular because... This is a challenge to us today. A challenge to me. A challenge to you. You call yourself a child of God. It's a challenge. It's just like the challenge to the Jews who claim they were chosen people. And Jesus was telling them, learn from this Gentile. So it's a challenge to us, the chosen people of God today. Now look at a lesson that we ought to learn from a man like this about healing. We cannot limit Jesus. Finally, look at Exodus 23-25. There are some scriptures for healing that I want to share with you. Remember what he said, God sends his word and he will do what? He will heal us or he healed us. Now, if you look at that, Exodus 23-25, it's like a promise. But that promise has a caveat. It has something God attached to it. Look at verse 25. It says there, 
You shall serve the Lord your God only. That's number one. And it is a command. Now look at the promise. Then I will bless you with food and with water. And I will take away sickness from among you. Can you see the promise of healing? But there is something it's attached to. If you serve the Lord your God only. Hallelujah. It's a word of healing. In the chapel where I minister. There is a young man. You know in psychiatric hospital. The difficulty of ministering there is that you need to be careful in labeling psychiatric illnesses demon possession. And you need to be careful in labeling demon possession psychiatric illness. I hope you know that. There is a thin line of demarcation between the two. So you need the Spirit of God to guide you. There is this young man from Benue. Name Destiny is the name. He has been coming to that psychiatric hospital for checkup. And on this occasion, he came to worship in our chapel. And we didn't know who he was, the background. All he know is that one, he says his name is destinies. Plural. That's what he says. What is your name? Destinies. What is your surname? Sundays. What is your wife's name? Lucy's. Lucy. Lucy's. And you see, you will write it. Oh. You, you think you're just speaking it. You will write it. That means he knows what he is saying. So complex, that behavior. He came from the world one day. And I and Reverend Dr. Na, we said, let's not just make this a, a, just a routine service. When it comes for prayer, we just pray for the sick as usual. Let us pray for the sick. We all pray. We said, let's invite the sick in our midst to come to the altar and kneel down. That's what we just did that day. We said to just obey, just do it that way. Now, a scripture came to our mind. That's what I want to give to In James chapter 5, it came to our mind. That scripture that is very popular. Look at it. Verse 14. Is anyone sick? He should call the elders of the church and they should pray over him. Look at the one that struck us. And pour a little oil upon him, calling on the name of the Lord to heal him. We didn't know what that, why that scripture came to us. Brethren, do you know that there was this, and we are not used to that. You know the Anglican church? <laughs> we are not used to that. Because we don't want to create idolatry. You know the human mind is a, is a factory making idol. 
If you just create something, they will make an idol out of it. We are very careful. So that people will not be carrying an anointing bottle around and say that's weird. But we just let us, we believe that it was the word of the Lord. And we looked at the Bible, James chapter 5, and it is proven. It's from the word. So we say, it is from the word. Let's carry it out. And they all came out. And that particular destinies, I remember very well. We brought up, as we are praying for them, we brought up an anointing oil and anointed him. And he left. So, the next Sunday, he behaved as he used to behave. You know, they always make noise when they are around in the church. Even when you are speaking, giving the sermon, as all of you are quiet and some people are sleeping, their own, they are awake. They may even talk, talk to you back as you are speaking the sermon. They will talk back from the congregation. So, he showed his presence the next Sunday, talk back as we are talking. But do you know, brethren, subsequently, an amazing recovery took place in the life of destiny. Destiny began to do well on the medications. She, he didn't stop the medication, so. But the long thing I knew that healed him. Do you know what I, what, why I'm convinced it was the word that healed him? Whenever he gives testimony, today, I think he came to the chapel last week, he came from Benin for checkup. But whenever he stands to give testimony, he will always make reference to the anointing oil. Anytime, he said, that I came out on a day like this, and the priest anointed me with oil, and I believed he was going to heal me, and look at me today. Each time he gives a testimony, I realized that was the word of God. That was sent for his healing. It was a pathway. But we didn't tell him, stop going for checkup. He still goes for checkup. After all, some people go to checkup. They go and come back. Their problem remains the same. But do you know the amazing thing? He is no longer destinies. He is now destiny. Hallelujah. He is now one person. So I don't know whether he was legion. You know the Bible called legion. You don't know that it was operating. It's now destiny. Brethren, I give these testimonies because I want you to go home with one thing today. The problem we have today is that we are now confused about how God heals. And the problem is with the man I call, I wrote it somewhere in an article. Apostle of modern day faith healing. And it is guiding so many ways some Pentecostals are believing about healing. Alexander Dowie, a Scottish preacher, said that doctors, drugs, and the devil, they are the same. He called them Trinity. I'm sure Professor Zegu will not agree. That doctors, drugs, and the devil, they are the same. That every healing must come from God in the supernatural. That's what he believed. And it was what gave birth to the faith tabernacle. You know about faith tabernacle? When I was growing up, there was this man, his brother, younger brother. He was our age, age mates. This young man died from tuberculosis. The brother we looked up to as uncle. We are, people were pleading with him. Take this young man to the hospital. He said no. He continued taking him to the uh, faith tabernacle at Asata, Okono. That's where the headquarters is. Keep, keep on taking the young man there. 
until that young man deteriorated. As young, I could remember when we were young, you could see him, picture that young man. He was going down, getting leaner and leaner, going down until he died. You know, could you know how sad we are as children when you see your age mates play, you play together. Because Faith Tabernacle believed in the doctrine of Alexander Dowie. And the thing is creeping into the mind of some Christians today. Please, brethren, as we have read in the world today, the word of God can come and bring about healing in your life through natural and supernatural. I can't mention there are so many testimonies. The other day I, had, I attended a wedding here and I thank God. He was your chaplain, vicar. That said he was going to uh, all sense that there is somebody that is giving thanksgiving. I say who? Che, it was somebody I knew. Thank God I, I left the wedding reception and I went with him. What I saw amazed me. The testimony I, I, I heard about the brother that had brain surgery. But if you read that story, you could see the hand of God at every stage. You could see the word of God coming to the man at every stage. Telling him to go for that surgery. Nothing will happen to you. Do you know what it means to go for brain surgery two times? It's not easy. And the man came out of it healed. Today he's moving around. And the way God did it, that surgeon became his best friend. They are bonded together. That is when you obey the word of God. Hallelujah. Let us pray. The greatest sickness afflicting man is the sickness of the soul. And that is sin. Medical science has no solution. Technology has not found a cure. But the Bible says that there is a cure. And that cure is found in Jesus alone. And what he did on the cross. The verdict of God is that that sickness of the soul afflicts every man. No one is exempt. But the Bible assures us, the written word of God assures me, that even now, today, this hour, as I'm standing, can be a day of salvation. He says, if you hear his word, harden not your heart. For that word, when it enters an open heart, will bring healing to the soul and will cleanse from all unrighteousness. So, Jesus stands at the door of the heart and knocks. He says, if any man should open his heart or the door of his heart he will come in and dine or sup with him or her 
and the difference will be clear. Brethren, this is the last challenge I want to give standing on this pulpit. As I hand over to the vicar to pray, think over this challenge from God. Think over it. The word that will bring healing to your soul is ready. Will you receive it into your life? That it shall be well with your soul. He sent forth his word and he healed them. He healed their spirits. He broke the gates of brass asunder and cast the bars of iron. Whatever held them away from him, he removed the hindrance. And I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If anyone will hear my voice and open, I will come in. At this moment, as we are all praying, you want to hand over your life to Jesus Christ. You want to be delivered from the greatest sickness of the life, of the soul, that of sin. You want no longer to live by yourself. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I believe you. Heal me spiritually. Make me a child of God. You want to have peace with the Father. Reconcile back to Him. You are tired of living just by your own effort and strength. I want you at this moment to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you and believe it with your heart. And if you are truly sincere, just raise your hand where you are. I want to hand over my life to Jesus. I don't want to continue on my own. I want the healing of the inner man. I want the healing and the peace of my soul. I want to make peace with him. Please raise your hand where you are. As you raise your hand, please kindly, for a short while, just stand. The Bible says you believe with your heart unto righteousness. You believe you are a sinner. You believe you cannot help yourself. You believe that God has sent Jesus to die for your sins and that there is no human effort except to trust Him by faith. You confess with your mouth unto salvation. You will be saved. I want you at this moment from the depth of your heart to say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you. You love me. You died on the cross. You paid the price for my sin. Today, I come to you with all my heart. I repent of my past. I repent of my sins. I put the same before you. And I am sorry. Forgive me. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Make a difference in me. Put a new spirit in me, your own spirit, and lead me on from today. Thank you as you hear me and lead me on in Jesus' name. Lord, as many as receive you, you gave them the power. You imputed the power. You gave them the grace to be called your children. They are born not by physical means, but by your own power. 
And the old things pass away, and all things become new. And your spirit begins a work with them. And you bring peace in their hearts. And you bring joy unspeakable that confirm your word. Lord, let it be so in these lives at this moment in the name of Jesus. Let the old thing pass away. Let the old things pass away. Let all things become new. New in the spirit and manifesting on the outside. And let your power, O oh Lord, take over these lives. And let that be a difference in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. As you engraft them into your sonship. And from today, lead them by your power. Thank you, Lord. As they not only live by your power, they walk in your grace and mercy. Peace in their heart. Joy unspeakable. Renewed grace and divine work. By your own glory. In Jesus' name we pray. In any form of infirmity, whatever it is that has in him, that has distraught you and has held you down, right now can be called a disease, an infirmity, an affliction. Could you just stand where you are? And as you stand, stand by feet. And as you stand, believe his word. And as you stand, trust him to send forth his word and to heal you. And as you stand, remember not the former things and the things of old. And as you stand, believe him that he will do a new thing. And as you stand, believe him that this same word that raised up the centurion's servant from sickness near unto death, from palsy, from paralysis, from inability to move and make emotion, is the same word that is available for you this morning. And this same God has not changed. He sends forth his word and heals you in the name of Jesus Christ. And he says you shall serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread. He will bless your water. He will take away disease and sickness from you. And he will make sure that there will be none who will cast her young. And there will be no barren. And the number of your days he will fulfill. Those are the words of God who brings into fulfillment what he has said. At this moment. Just lay your hand where the infirmity is. And by faith, believe him and say, God, I receive your word of healing. I receive your word of healing. By the stripes of Jesus, I have been made whole. And I stand on that same promise today. And I receive my healing. I receive my healing. In the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, by your word, we receive our healing in the name of Jesus. We receive our healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we trust your word. As you send forth the word into that part of our life, bodily, by mind, spiritually, we receive our healing in the name of Jesus. Father, forgive if there have been any hurt or offense. Lord, and make us whole before you. 
and present ourselves clean before you. Lord, we who cast the bars of iron and sunder, and you break through the chains of brass, and there is no barrier to your word that is alive, that is quick, that is powerful. Lord, let your word heal now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. As we have believed you by your word, so we receive our healing in the name of Jesus Christ. And thank you, because what you do is permanent. It remains. Nothing can change it. And we walk in the testimony of what you have done by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. And Father in heaven, any other barrier in our life, any other sickness, sin and unseen, any other instrument of offense and weapon, Lord, of oppression, you broke the gates of brass. You cast the bars of iron and sunder. We receive same in our situation in the name of Jesus. In our work life, in our family life, in our conception. Lord, in our family life, in every dimension in the name of Jesus. In our academics, in our business, in our contract schedule. Lord, we break the bars of iron and thunder. And we liberate your people and say, let the healing virtue that makes whole. And heals that area of family or business be made manifest now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Receive every glory, honor, power, dominion, majesty. In Jesus' name we pray.